Hi, hello, uh, live here. Jonathan Stiano, um, going to go through some questions, seven o'clock on the dot, and um, in better surroundings, some comments from the last one that I did. Um, yes, I was in my car. Uh, yes, I was in Sainsbury's car park. So um, timed it a bit better this time. I didn't do this yesterday, so I'm sorry that I told some people I would do it yesterday, but uh, trick-or-treating got a better of me and had to do the duty in that respect. And so I, th I don't think it would have been a good thing to do it yesterday. So um, I don't think I told too many people, so I hope I haven't upset too many people. But anyway, here today, I'm going to try and do this regularly. Usually on a Monday, Tuesday is good for me. Um, but as you can see, it varies due to my schedule with Sainsbury's stroke trick-or-treating um, activities. Um, okay, so we've got uh, I've got some questions here. If anyone's got any questions that they want to post on the on the uh, timeline or you know but then feel free and I'll answer them um, Beth Beth lives a few hours away and so um, can't come to the clinic and has seen another surgeon don't say where you're from Beth but she wants some um, non-biased advice from me about breast implants which um, I'm very happy to give because obviously I've got no interest in this because I won't um, I don't know you Beth but you're having a breast uh, implants with a lollipop lift and you tell me that your surgeon has offered you natrel implants and has also mentioned polyurethane implants um, but your surgeon has said that they're not keen on the polyurethane implants unless you've had capsular contracture previously because the surgeon has said that they do not drop into the pocket which is an important part of the surgery and makes it very difficult so I think it sounds like your surgeon's going towards your natrel implants but you are worried you trust your surgeon but you're worried about capsular contracture so you want an opinion on that really good question and my advice on that you've obviously done your research um I think I like polyurethane implants and I think they are good and I do talk to patients about them but it's like anything there are good and bad about polyurethane implants and it's very true that they are difficult to use um, so there are some technical issues with regards to using them they are certainly more difficult to use than silicone implants um, they I used to only use them in people who have had capsular contracture in the, in the past, and there are still a lot of surgeons in this country will only use them in those circumstances. More and more surgeons are using them for people for first time, and I use them quite a lot for people first time, um, simply because I don't want to have problems in the future. Um, I do think it's important, though. I always say to people that it, the surgeon's more important than or the most important decision and it's more important than the implants in some ways so I think if your surgeon's not um, keen on using or, or not you know is, is a bit wary about using them I would sort of go with what your surgeon's saying to you and if your surgeon's got some good results and got happy patients um, and usually uses natural implants natural are very good implants very well respected um, Allergan is the manufacturer they're a very big um, company and um, I do think I don't know if it was you or someone else who said that their surgeon has said that they don't get a problem with capsular contracture. I hear that a lot. A lot of surgeons saying, I don't get a problem with capsular contracture. I'm happy using silicone implants. The problem with that argument is that um, capsular contracture takes many years to develop. And so you only know if you've got a capsular contracture 
five or ten years down the line. So a surgeon who's been um, practicing for five, six, seven years may not see hardly any capsular contracture. Um, and even in eight, nine, ten years, they'll only be seeing the capsular contracture of the cases that they did eight, nine or ten years ago which may probably weren't as much as they're doing now. So they're only going to see the capsular contractures of the cases now in five to ten years' time. So there's, there's that lag period. So I think a lot of surgeons think they don't see their own capsular contracture, only see other people's capsular contractures. And I think that's because they haven't taken into account that they're only seeing their cases, which um, they did five or ten years ago, which might not be many cases. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> anyway... I think polyurethane are good. I like them. If your surgeon's worried about using polyurethane or is steering you away from them, listen to your surgeon. But at the same time, it's your body. It's your choice. And if you've done the research and you think polyurethane are good, say you want polyurethane. I like. I think polyurethane... I mean, your, your surgeon's obviously offering them. Um, I hope that's helped. I hope that's unbiased. Um, been a bit on the fence, really, but... Um, that's, that's what I'd say. And as, as with ever, and I say this to patients who see me, if you're not sure about what your surgeon said, go and see another surgeon. Get another opinion. I think we're all comfortable with that, seeing other opinions. If there are other surgeons around, look for a plastic surgeon, fully trained, back press barps, websites have got lists uh, by region, so you should be able to find one in your area. Look for FRCS Plast after their name, that sort of thing, all the stuff that's in my book. It's in my book. comes up backwards, but yeah. Um, Okay, um, so Sadie, Sadie's a patient of mine. Hi, Sadie. Um, she's gone to America. Hope you're enjoying things in America. Um, had surgery a year ago, nearly a year ago, and just discovered that you are pregnant. Are there any symptoms or issues? So you had a breast implants um, and had now discovered that you're pregnant. And um, are there any symptoms or issues? Um, no, no problem at all um, with implants and pregnancy. Um, there is no problem with breastfeeding, assuming you can breastfeed. Some people can't breastfeed anyway. So if you um, can breastfeed, uh, you will still be able to breastfeed with implants in. So implants will have no effect on your ability to breastfeed. Um, certainly the way I do it, because I pretty much always use an inframammary incision. So I put an incision in the fold, lift the breast up, so we're not actually cutting through any breast tissue. So um, there'll be no problems with breastfeeding, um, no no symptoms. I hope they won't cause you any problems at all. I think there is a... Oh, God, now I should have checked this before I did this. I think there is a paper somewhere suggesting that maybe capsular contracture. Pregnancy might be a risk factor for capsular contracture. It doesn't matter. You're pregnant anyway, so what are you going to do about it? But it, but I've got a feeling that there might be an increased risk of capsular contracture in patients who've had implants and then got pregnant. But I wish I hadn't said that. Don't worry about it because there's nothing you can do about it. But um, And I don't think it's a main risk factor. I think it's just a paper that I saw once. Um, the only one thing I would say about a pregnancy, if someone sees me before they've had a breast implants and... Oh, hit. No, that's not the next question. If someone sees me before they've had implants and I think you're getting pregnant, I'd actually advise you to get have your finish your family first because having pregnant, getting pregnant, and having children can affect the size and the shape of your breasts. So um, that is an issue. Um, having surgery, whether it be a breast lift or breast implants or a tummy tuck, whatever it is, uh, anything to change the shape of your body doesn't 
lock you into that shape forever. So if you do things to change your shape in the future, if you get pregnant or if you put on weight or lose weight, um, then, the, then your body can change. So pregnancy can make your breasts bigger. They might stay bigger. Sometimes they get smaller again. Sometimes they get smaller than they were pre-op. Sometimes they droop. All sorts of things can happen with pregnancy. I don't want to alarm you, but things can happen. They, they may just go back to normal, so you may be fine, but things can happen with pregnancy. So that's something to be aware of. You've already had your surgery, so there's, again, there's not a lot you can do about it. So I wouldn't worry about it, but it's just something you know, something to say that that might happen in the future, but I'm sure it won't. I'm sure you'll be fine and everything will be as, as it was before. Um, so congratulations and good luck with everything. Um, and let me know if you have any other questions or concerns. Um, we've got an, Aneta who is saying, how long do I have to wait after having a baby to have implants? So again, that's the other that's sort of taking it from a different angle. So you've had a baby the, size, the shape of your breasts will change uh, depending on how, how long you breastfeed. When you breastfeed, obviously the milk comes in, the breasts get bigger. And um, uh, and then when you stop breastfeeding, the breasts get smaller again. And sometimes that can stretch the skin and it needs time for that skin to recoil, which maybe doesn't, may not recoil fully, but will recoil to an extent. So the, um, so the, um, the breasts will change in time um, after having a baby. The minimum I say, everyone's different, which just shows that there's no sort of nothing, there's no science or nothing written in, well, it's sort of scientific, nothing written in stone about it, um, is six months. I'd say minimum six months. So um, before having breast uh, surgery, whether it be breast implants or whatever, after having a baby. Having said that, there are issues of the, you have a six-month-old, obviously, at home. And so I find, uh, from a practical reasons, a year is usually best. The child's a little bit older, being able to walk. You could argue the child's heavier, but, um, but they might be able to walk, maybe a little bit easier to manage because you've got to be a bit careful with regards to lifting and things after surgery because it's going to be a bit swollen, a little bit sore for the first few weeks. So I'd say an ideally a year, minimum six months. Maybe a compromise is come, come to the clinic at six months, and talk about it and then plan it, you know, a year or a few months afterwards. But um, that's my advice on that one. I don't know if I spoke about Russell last time with a big sleeve tattoo. I've got a feeling I did, and it was too big. So, um, yeah, the sleeve tattoo is too big. It was a big shoulder one. Um, there you go. Um, so, yeah, sorry about that, Russell. So Rebecca's just put, I've got a cat super chat after pregnancy. Yeah, I think there is, yeah. I don't, that, whether that was a pregnancy, but yeah. That um, looking to have mine redone, yeah, so with an uplift. Well, that's the thing about the yeah pregnancy that it can stretch the skin, so um, um, can stretch the skin, and so you sometimes do need a lift, an uplift. So that's something that can happen with time and nature and the beauty of having children. Um, but um, who'd be without them? Um, so Liz says that she's got a tattoo on the small of her back, the size of a small, no, not the small, a normal sized golf ball. And uh, basically, as far as I've actually seen, you sent a picture. Thanks for that, Liz. Pictures are brilliant. If ever any, anyone's got any questions, particularly about tattoos and things, um, sending photos is great. So email them to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk and I'll, I'll have a look at them and give you an opinion. But uh, yeah, Liz, 
you've got a tattoo. That tattoo looks like it could be removed, but it's not a great place for a scar. It's not a great place for healing um, because it's sort of at the base of your spine. Um, and um, so that's something to be aware of. But yes, it, it could be removed by surgery. It, I think I think it would need a couple of goes. It was um, it might need a serial excision, but I haven't actually seen you, so you'd have to just you're going to just. Uh, See yourself by just pinching the skin to see whether it'll all come out in one go. I think it's a little bit too big to have a, have a, a mind go, so it might need a couple of goes. And Deborah, your BMI is 40 and you'd like to have a tummy tuck. Um, that is not a good idea when your BMI is 40. Um, so I think it'd be better if you could lose weight first. And I know you're saying you don't, you're comfortable with your weight. Um, the problem is a tummy tuck is quite a big operation, it's quite a big scar, big risk of complications, and that risk is higher when your weight is higher. And so you would be better losing weight. I think 40 is a little bit too high. 30 is my you know, good, good weight, if you like, for tummy tuck. But um, I know that's probably not really achievable for you at 40 because 10 BMI points is quite a lot. But um, I think 40 is a little bit too high. I think, it, I think your risk of complications is quite high. For a cosmetic operation, I think you, you, you risk having a worse things happen than the and the surgery is going to help. Now, if you've, I don't know much about your history because I haven't actually seen you in the clinic. So, if you've lost a lot of weight and you've come from a much higher and you know way you're going to get lower, then sometimes I do, well, I do sometimes do surgery on people who've got BMIs higher than 30, but I think 40 is pushing it a bit. I would advise you to lose weight for two reasons. One, you get less complications, but also you're going to get a better result because uh, it's not really a weight loss procedure, tummy tuck. A lot of people think it's a weight loss procedure. It's not. It's not for people who are overweight. It's for people who've lost weight. It's for people, once they've lost weight, the skin is left and your skin uh, doesn't recoil. Same with the breast lift. It's the same principle. The skin is left, so you have to remove the skin. You do, you do remove fat as well, but um, it's mainly a... Uh, a, a body contouring operation, not a weight loss operation. Um, but there are surgeries that can be done to help you lose weight, like bariatric surgery. There are different sort of surgeons who do that, gastric bands and things like that. Torture GP, there are um, general surgeons who do that, who specialise in bariatric surgery, gastric bands and bypasses and what have you. Um, but it's difficult. If you don't want to lose weight, then that's probably not... You don't want to lose weight. So, um, yeah, sorry that my advice is to lose weight first. Um, I am, that's me, um, I'm um, going to go somewhere, so I've got to, got to shoot, got to run, got to skedaddle, so um, I hope that's been helpful, and I don't know if any of the people who've asked these have been there, uh, Rebecca's there anyway, and I hope, yeah, you've um, supported the capsule contraction and pregnancy thing, but not that that's any proof, but it's, uh, yeah. And um, so I'm going to sign off now and I'm going to say have a nice evening, everyone. And um, I hope is this photo a bit asymmetrical now I notice it. Yeah. Anyway, um, signing off. Lovely to see you. And I'll see you. I'll do this again next week. Any questions, email and I'll make a list and we will go over them again. Uh, Monday stroke Tuesday, probably Monday. I think I should have looked at my diary before I did this. Yeah, maybe Monday the same sort of time. Or Tuesday, I'll put it on Facebook and things. And uh, good, thanks for coming. And I'm signing off. Adios.